You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Yeah, no, I know. I was, was going to let you do your thing. How's that feel? How's that feel for you? What? Did, it felt good, actually. Brother, this is... Um, I'm a white guy doing rap. This is your birthday week. It is my birthday Isn't week, it? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, happy birthday. I don't, like to, I don't like to claim the entire week. I have a birthday. What? I'm not fucking Terrell Owens, All who's you like, motherfuckers this is my birthday month. We're born in the same month. I know. Like, Everybody I know. Everybody. Like, we were talking about that when we ran into Jenna. Sarah and I That's ran right. into Jenna the other day. Yeah. And we were talking about, like, all you motherfuckers, like... Starting with John, I think it doesn't it starts with John mm, and then yes. it's uh Jason, Andrea, yep, you, me. Lauren. Lauren's next week. Yeah. Or a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, which is by by the when, time when's we, Katie's? Uh May. May. Way off. Okay. When's Jenna's? <laughs> May as well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Two days apart. And then and then I'm in November. Sarah's in April. Yeah. All right. So so we spread it out. But I like, know. you guys are all concentrated within like one month. And the listen, Yebs too. Yebs and Yebs, there. yeah. And, and like the I'm I'm the last one pulling up the rear, and by the time it comes around in my yeah, birthday. <laughs> like I don't even want to celebrate. I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm I can't we just like stay home and That's watch not what I heard. What? Your girlfriend was like, he wants to go do karaoke, That's... everybody get together, we're gonna get to go do karaoke She's and celebrate. Misrepresenting. No, I don't think so. Oh, I can't I do. think, that'd be funny. I think that'd be you guys no, that, I can you, guys that to, you guys play Tango and Cash. Some good cop, bad good cop, cop bad cop. Friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, all times. right, so um, this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. I'm Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Uh, well, this channel, because Jeff and I talk about... I feel really weird now when I say I'm like, this is where we come to talk about movies. Yeah. Jeff and I also come here to talk about movies. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this is where we kind of try to focus more on, uh, on underappreciated film, whether it be good or yeah. bad. Most of the times it's bad, yeah. and uh, we'll check it out, and uh, and we'll bring the discussion back here uh, with you, our lovely listeners. Uh, this week, we went with a, uh, because I wanted January yeah. kind of kicked off with a sequel, and I was like, well, I'd like to do the rest of the month, where it's just movies that end with the number two. Yeah, we had Jingle All the Way 2. Uh-huh. We had, uh, what Speed was last two. week? Speed 2. And now we are doing a little film starring Steve Coogan mm-hmm. called Hamlet 2. Mm-hmm. Um, not 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 written by William Shakespeare. Definitely not written by William no Shakespeare. Uh, not even attempting to be a this, sequel to Shakespeare. This is a film that it didn't get a whole lot of play in the theater. No, and yet I saw it in theaters. So when did it I. Came out. Wow, I did too. Maybe we were sitting in that same. Theater we show, may have been not knowing each other. It, it was kind of the same situation Some with Idiot. Wow. Agony. <laughs> you will be a stranger. I was doing a little South Pacific. Yeah, I was doing a little into the woods. I got it. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. So, no, it's the same situation <laughs> with the movie Idiocracy, where I went and saw that in the theater, and I think me and my buddy were the only ones opening Friday Ooh. in the theater to see Idiocracy. We were the only two people in the so theater. Sad. Too. It really is because it's a brilliant that movie. That movie great, and the, it's a. Tra- I think we've talked about this before, but Travesty, the fact that it was buried by Fox Searchlight, I yeah. guess, did yep. that one. Uh-huh. That movie should be required viewing for all high schoolers. It like, really that's should. That's the platform I would run on, uh-huh. uh huh, and will when I run for it's office. prophetic. It's. I mean, we've yes, already seen happening. a lot of this come to pass. I know. Uh, not so much so with Hamlet 2. Um, <laughs> that, that, that Hamlet 2 doesn't exactly focus on the future. Uh, but what we have is a really, uh, like, a, a weird independent kind of movie. Yes. Um, that, that tells, at its heart, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here, at its heart it tells, like, a really sweet story. Yeah, I will follow you on the It's limb. kind of wrapped up in this weird packaging 
of dick and fart jokes. A little bit. That's that, not as juvenile as you well, describe. No, but but there's the part where he's wearing like the the what you call like the 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 tribal garb, and yes. he's like, "Let's karate," and he does the jump kick, and you see his junk. Like, there's n- really no reason for some of that. Sometimes there's there's points in this movie where sometimes they kind of go a little like oddball comedy. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't do quite feel like it fits the rest of the narrative. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. There um, is a lot of nudity. He does show his ass quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, he does. Steve Coogan's very comfortable with himself. Uh, so English. Steve Coogan plays a teacher named Dana Marges. Marges, <laughs> which is hilarious. Every time he corrects somebody's... Jeff, have you seen this movie before? A while ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. Everybody, Nobody can pronounce his name. No. I don't even know how it's spelled. I meant to look in the uh, credits It's like to M-A-R-S-C-H-Z. See. Okay. So, so like, Dana Marge? Marges. No, Marges. <laughs> Mark Marge's. Marge's. It's got like three syllables like He has that it. whole bit with Elizabeth Shue Where they're like going it. back and forth trying to pronounce it yep. So he plays this drama teacher in high school in Tucson, Arizona Hold up, Steve Coogan How will the audience know him? Because uh, I wouldn't know him by name He's the uh, he's Octavius in uh, the, the Night at the Museum movies Oh, okay, wow, yeah. I've seen none of those Oh, so. okay, well But that's alright, I'm, I'm the minority as far that as that goes That is a far more popular film Yes uh, But yeah, the the little, you know, in, in the first night of the museum There's this one display and it's a bunch of like miniature cowboys mm-hmm. And then there's a wall And then on the other side there's a bunch of miniature Romans And the Romans oh, at one point are trying right. to like get into where the cowboys are And the, the leader of the Roman, Octavius, is Steve Coogan <laughs> yeah. He's hilarious, I love that guy He's really good Really uh, popular over in, over in England, right? Yes and uh, he's got some character named Alan Partridge who just came out with his own. He had his own movie for that, and is... he's also in uh, The Trip. Yes, uh, doing the uh, impersonation of. The, uh, yeah, yes, is it the, the Sean Connery the, impersonation? No, does, no, uh, Michael Caine. The Michael Caine. Walker My Hyde. name is Michael Caine. <laughs> she was only 16. <laughs> <laughs> he also does a really seen. good uh, Jeremy Irons impression. Yes, he does in this movie. Because the he? way this movie starts off, it's like this. <laughs> This like heavenly voice kind of thing talking about the theory of acting. Acting. And he's like, the actor. <laughs> yeah. The art is the oldest time. You know, and the whole time you're thinking, well, is this Jeremy Irons narrating this thing? Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, and then at the very end, he kind of does the, the reveal. Uh, but the opening to this movie. That is hilarious. Uh, I, f- I felt like there wasn't a payoff to that. Like, oh, but it, it, it there's, sets there's the a, character. It's, it's a, it does set up the character. It's a little disjointed, though, and and I guess I can get back into it here in just a bit. Okay. I, I still want to set up the story. All right. uh, where Dana Marges is, <laughs> he's the drama teacher in this high school in Tucson, but he puts on horrible shows. Yes. like he does, like uh, he's he, he does stage adaptations yeah, yeah, yeah. of like uh, what Aaron Brockovich. That was the first one, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it's so bad. And these kids that do the, he's only got two kids in his drama class, but they're super hardcore into it. Like they're <laughs> yes. the drama nerds that. Well, you and I probably were in yeah. high school. One of them is actually the love interest in the movie Pitch Perfect. I was just going to say, uh-huh. I was looking at that guy. I was like, where do I know him from? Uh-huh. But he's totally playing, a, like, he's kind of like the dreamy, well, as dreamy as a kid singing a cappella in college can be <laughs> right. in Pitch Perfect. He's, he's very, very straight Confession. Pitch Perfect. I love that movie. And I I'm too. going to see that tomorrow. I know. No, I saw that, and I really would have loved to have joined you, but uh, okay. I have shelled out so many entertainment dollars lately. I know, I know. And we've got the whole Princess Bride thing coming into town where <gasps> Mandy Patinkin's going to be there. Oh, I heard about that. And you going to that? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, Hey, the girlfriend is a huge Princess Bride fan. Uh, I like the movie, and so I was like, well, "Why not? Why let's, not? Let's do this." Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be that'd be a nice little surprise. Uh, even though like I a... even though I told her immediately when I bought him, I'm like, eh, "Surprise!" But it was a surprise before she yeah. you told her. There you go. 
<laughs> there you go. Thank you. No, but I, I love Pitch Perfect, and I, I would have it's loved so it. so good. I saw that in the theater. Like, when it came out, I was, oh, really? I was like, does anybody want to go see this with me? Because I don't think I can go see it alone. <laughs> no, it's for fags. <laughs> Fucking kids singing in high school. Wow. I'm going to watch football. Fubar. Fubar. Uh, okay, so that's his his drama class is two people mm-hmm. until there's like some kind of a problem with the temporary classrooms. And so a bunch <laughs> of like the other kids, mostly minorities, yes. have to join the theater class uh, as their elective. And so he gets all excited and starts like focusing on different movies like Dangerous Minds where like a white teacher has to <laughs> yeah. inspire a bunch of like minority kids. Yeah. And he's like completely focusing on the wrong thing. Um, but... You know, throughout this whole thing, he's dealing with the fact that, like, you know, he, his wife really wants to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. She belittles him, uh, she, and and uh, she wants him to, you know, she keeps demanding, do this, do this. You're you're cooking those things. Uh, you know, Typical your balls wife. have to be able to breathe so that way we could have babies. I need to have a baby and not just live here with fucking Gary, uh, who's their roommate, <laughs> the roommate Gary, played uh, by David Arquette. Yes, and we should mention the uh, the wife played by uh, Catherine, Catherine Keener, Keener, who is the love interest in the Forty Year Old Virgin. Virgin. Wow. Yeah. What am I going to say next, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Probably something about Zima. Damn it. How did you know? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the, um, he's kind of, He's kind of getting it from all sides. Yeah, he is. Uh, but he's also dealing with they want to close down the drama department. Mm-hmm. He's got the opportunity to do one more play. And he's got this kid that writes like the the play reviews for I the high school that. paper. I love that. And he like he has these really like dramatic discussions <laughs> with this kid about like, well, what do you want? How can I please you? And he's like, Is that why you do your plays? To please me, <laughs> I love that little kid. He's like a ten-year-old <laughs> freshman, yes. But he talks to him like he's another adult, uh-huh. actually, like a like a superior, uh huh. Like he's he wants nothing but to to please him mm-hmm. because it all ties into his his horrible relationship with his father, and that's <laughs> no, no, no. But that's no, you're seriously, right. but everything that's seriously, everything kind of ties into that, and that's where Hamlet too can sometimes be overlooked at the sweetness and the brilliance of the movie of what's really motivating the character mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes the outlandish shit will of course will distract you from what's really going on yeah. uh, but needless to say Dana ends up writing a sequel to Hamlet you know <laughs> as a his, musical as his last hurrah it's mm-hmm. a musical uh, it's this whole story about like Hamlet finding a time machine mm-hmm. and then meeting up with Jesus Christ yep Einstein go, shows up in there Einstein somewhere. Einstein shows up, and then they go back and try to like correct the mistakes of the past. Yeah, turning it from a tragedy to a yeah, somewhat happy but, ending. Th- but there's all of this, you know, a lot of the focus of it is him dealing with the abuse he suffered from his father, his relationship with his father. Yeah, so we know this because he says it over and over, over and again. over again, and other people say it. Yeah, and then at the end, when we see the uh, the fruits of his uh, his labor, yes, it's quite on display. Yes, apparently. Uh, I want to talk a little, but a little bit about the character about uh, Dana Marge. Uh huh. Um, I think I fucked that up. Marge. Marge. Even I can't do it. <laughs> um, because he is just like lovably naive. Uh-huh. Like he is, I don't know that you're giving him credit for just the, the doofus that he is. No, 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 no. I, I, I give him all the credit in no. the world. Uh, I, I, he's lovably naive. Mm-hmm. He's not, I would never say that he's stupid. He's not a stupid no. guy, but he's so, so wrapped up in himself, yeah, like a typical theater person. Yes, uh, and I could say that comfortably as a theater person, like kind of selfish. And so when things are going on around him, mm-hmm. he doesn't quite notice until it's too late. 
Oh yes. And so so he you know he gets to deal with stuff like that. You know, he's he's the victim of a lot of his own choices, but a lot of that is informed by what it was that he went through. You know, like you said, he he's trying to please that little kid. He does the same thing with his relationship with his wife. You know, he's bossed and bullied by his wife. He just wants to please her. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't even get like pissed off at Gary. Uh, for, yeah, you know, for, for over what happened, yeah. you know, and then you've also got the part where he goes and talks to one of his students' uh, fathers, Octavio's father, <laughs> and uh, I love when he they open up that dialogue. He's like, "Don't let your ethnic small mindedness <laughs> yes. keep your son from pursuing his dreams." And then we cut back, and the dude's like this super successful yeah. author who's written like nine, ten novels. Yeah, he's like, I have a PhD in literature. <laughs> I've written nine novels because the whole time you're setting it up, you know, they're setting it up like it's a stereotypical yes. Hispanic. He's gonna. Be Go in the ghetto and mm-hmm. open their minds. And let the let the son be the lead actor. Right. Be Hamlet too. So you know, we there's there's parts where like the students they they take him out. You know, he ends up getting drunk accidentally. We find out he has a history of substance <laughs> abuse. Seven years sober. Yes, <laughs> I have the chip to prove it. And then they get him drunk one night. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I feel like things like that, though, the peppering in things like that, it didn't ultimately work to the benefit of the overall story. Oh, interesting. When the kids get him drunk, like, I, I don't... I, I, fe- I kind of felt like, okay, we don't actually buckle down and focus until, honestly, he starts producing the play. He's, de- yeah. he's dealing with... I love the statement that's being made about people wanting to shut down the play before they even really know what it's about. Yes. Uh, because I think that's a valuable thing to, to know about, to know that that's sure. something that actually happens in oh, this world. Although, to be fair, probably... Good reason to shut it down. This is a high school, and uh, he's got like pornography and yeah. uh, some 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 touchy some adult subjects. Some to be adult sure. subjects. There really isn't any pornography going on in this play, though. Yeah, that's what he says. They don't show <laughs> From any. From what we but, saw, yeah, there's, no, right. there's nothing like that going on. To be quite frank, the uh, the play that we get to see is super powerful. Joe, I kept thinking of you uh, like watching that, thinking like this must be like your your ultimate dream. Like this is the the. And I mean, in the sense that um, it's like the perfect small theater play, just done on a large scale, uh-huh. but garners so much attention. But to the production value, there's like lighting and, and, and some wire really, work. There's wire, wire work. Some really impressive set pieces. There's yeah. a there's a twelve man gay choir that sings that song at the end. Someone saved my life butterfly, tonight. Butterfly, <laughs> butterfly. I'm gonna share something with you, Joel. Yeah. When I saw oh. this movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is the movie that inspired me to go out and like start doing my own like comic book See, adaptations. I knew it. I knew uh-huh. it, man. And it is. It kind of gets you. You yeah. don't expect it to. Th- this is a really sweet movie. I think we're, it is. we're both agreeing. Uh-huh. Um, and you're right. That last act, because again, it's a screw screwball comedy for the first. Well, it's hidden. 60 it's minutes. like this really genuine story mm-hmm. hidden inside of a screwball comedy. Exactly. And and that's where I get scared. I just kind of get scared that an audience, you know, if someone doesn't know. Like, they might just see the screwball comedy and kind of get turned off by this movie and not try to look a little bit deeper at what's going on. I could see that. I could see that. On the other hand, though, if you don't have that element, you just make it about a, you know, a serious guy who's uh, dealing with his daddy issues. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get you, people to see it. You might not get people to see it. And people he's a, and Steve don't Coogan is a, see that. No, no. And he's a, he's a uh, comedian first and he, foremost. He balances it really well. I, yeah, I love him. Because he's, he's not, this isn't, you know, Jim Carrey. Who else can I? Who else don't I like? I, I, as far I don't as comedies know. go, you know, you could not go. You can't have an overly physical comedian like someone who just relies on their physicality. Yeah, they're not going to sell enough of this movie. You do need to have someone who's going to be able to kind of uh, to display 
some of that emotion, mm-hmm. you know, and some of that pain, because this character is <laughs> yeah. actually feels a lot of pain. He's going there, through a midlife crisis, basically. There's a part in this movie where his wife leaves him. You find out she, you find out she's pregnant, and then they reveal afterwards that oh, it's not his baby, it's yeah. Gary's baby. He's shooting blanks. She's leaving with the roommate, mm-hmm. and see you later. Mm-hmm. And there's this bit where he pulls out this little uh, the, this keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The synthesizer, yeah. and he hits like a little tune, and then he just starts singing like, uh, "What is it? Uh, she's a maniac." Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a maniac, <laughs> maniac. And it's funny. Like the first time I saw, it, I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Then, like on every every subsequent viewing, like I really feel for him. In that uh, yeah, moment. I know. Yeah, because he's such a sweet guy, and you hate to see these bad things happen to him. Uh huh. It's played for laughs. Um, and, and then they follow it up with him rollerblading to the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> that lo- that lo- that long wide shot of him just yes. like roller skating into yes. the side of the truck. You see it coming a and, mile away. But then they stay on it. Funny every for, time. For for a good two, three yeah. minutes as he's trying to get up. Falls again. And then he falls again as he's trying to get into the store. That's <laughs> yes. the beauty, ladies and gentlemen, that is the beauty of a wide angle. And, oh, yeah. You know, just the, the, the kind of... Let the action happen exactly. in the frame. Exactly the art, the artistry that goes into that. I don't. I'm not saying be Kevin Smith and just set a camera down and let everything happen. Yeah. But know when to just let the camera sit and capture the when action. It's intentional. And oh my god, that is one of the most powerful visuals <laughs> in the entire show. It's so funny. Yeah. Mm. But you're right. You're rooting for him. He's the underdog, and and he's he's he, he's not a bad person. He's he's no. a like you said. His worst trait is that he's selfish. Maybe. Yeah. And I don't even know that he's selfish. He's just like oblivious to the rest of the world because he's all about acting in the theater and all he wants to do is he's, express he's, his art. He's all about what it is that he wants to say and all about what he wants yeah. to do. Uh, it, it almost reminds me of um, the Zach Braff character in mm. Wish I Was Here where there's actually this one part where he's talking to the rabbi who leads, uh, he's he's kind of the head of the school where his kids go to. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how like, hey, look, you know, you can't afford to keep sending your kids here unless you get a real job. You should probably stop doing this acting, get a real job so you can afford the tuition. And he has this whole bit about like, but doesn't anybody care about my dreams? Doesn't no. God care about what I want to do? And the rabbi's like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he he wants you to be happy, but he doesn't care about so your happiness. Zach Braff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Should I, I see that movie? I liked it. Yeah. I, I liked it. His his character is kind of like you've got to go into that movie knowing that his character is not going to be like the most sympathetic. Is it Garden State too? No, I oh, liked okay. it better than Garden State. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it, it's it's very sweet. Uh, I think uh, what's his name, Josh Gad. Yeah. He is stellar in it. He's really good. And that guy can do no wrong. I think I might be a little bit biased though, also because there's you know there's this a, a very strong moment of like personal loss. Uh. And I identify with it very strongly. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that probably affected my my judgment of the film. But the, just to say that, you know, th- we've had characters like that, like people that are, they're good people, but they're just a little more self-centered. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with Dana, you kind of see that already being, like, passed on to his students. Yeah, yeah. You know, where, where there's the part where <laughs> he... Uh, what happens? He gets hit, or yeah, that's right. He gets punched. He tells Octavio, he's like, "Hit me!" Oh yeah. And so Octavio hits him, and the girl starts <laughs> crying. She's like, "I can't believe this is happening to me." <laughs> to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I think that's that's making a very good statement on not only his mental state, his condition, but also how he's affecting those students yeah. at that point. He does want to teach them, though. He, he wants does. to pass along the art and 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 do better. And when he's finally, 
when he's finally, in essence, shown the way, mm-hmm. that's when the students start to back him up. Yeah. That's when we finally have that moment where the students are like, that one girl who never talks calls <laughs> him a pussy. Yolanda. Yolanda. Yeah. And she's like, you pussy. You she's... finally make us believe in you and you get us to do this crazy ass play. Yeah. She's uh, one of my favorite characters because up until that moment when she has her silent bob uh, coming out party, uh-huh. she just she she's she just getting battered left and right. Like yes. she, she keeps the first time we see her, I think he throws the script at her, right? Hits yeah. her in the head. The trash can he over. kicks the trash can. Oh, he kicks can. the trash can at her, that's what it is. <laughs> um they're trying out the wire work and she's the the test dummy. She gets <laughs> right. slammed into a wall. Yes. Uh, so there's a little bit of physical comedy in this movie, but uh-huh. it's it's uh and to women, no less. Yeah. Uh, but uh it's it's done with with, with great aplomb. So so uh, halfway through this movie, mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Shue shows up. Yes, playing, playing Elizabeth Shue. I love that too. It's so good. She is, <laughs> but other than other than Dana, yeah, who obviously we're going to identify with and root for. Um, I loved her character. She's she's really good. The at it. little bit that she's in in this movie, she, I adored. I always respect it when an actor plays themselves and can kind of be self deprecating. Uh huh. Um, but then there's. <sighs> Sometimes you can go too far and go full circle, yeah. um, like when Mel Gibson does it. Oh, God. And, and he's obviously in on the joke, but he's still outside of the joke at the same time because it's like, okay, you, now I feel like I'm being uh, um, manipulated. Yeah. Like you want me to like you because you think you're so cool. Right. But, but she actually really is. So she's she's playing herself, and she's retired from acting, and he meets her in a hospital. She's a nurse all of yeah. a sudden. She's, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a nurse at the it. clinic where he's getting his his, his sperm taken yeah. a look at. She was tired of the Hollywood scene and didn't want to deal with the bullshit anymore. Uh-huh. And he's just like, uh, you know, heaping praise on her, and, and uh, yes. you can tell she, she misses it. But even then, she's trying to have like an honest moment with him, and he's like... What was working with Tom Cruise like? <laughs> yeah. It must have been amazing. Or Nick Cage. How could you stand working with that brilliant actor? Uh, you know, on one level, you sit there and you're like, oh my God, this guy is so bad. It's like, fucking the, ruining the, it. The way that they're, they are like totally making fun of Nick Cage. And to, like the fact that this character is saying that these people are geniuses ultimately tells you that the writers yes. are poking major fun at yeah, these guys. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, just on that other level, where he's not even paying attention. He's, I love that. Yeah, he's so he's so wrapped up in his own shit. She tells a story. and He's like, I wasn't even listening because I'm so freaking, <laughs> so freaking out right out. now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm trying to think of any other actor that could have done something like that, and I would have bought it as well as if Steve Coogan did it. And I can't think of anybody. Like, Steve, I know recasting it, was I, tough I, this I year. I feel like this episode. I feel like so far this year, it's been a little tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like. That this movie, I, I don't know, I didn't research it, but it almost felt like this movie was written around him. Uh, the, uh, what? That that Steve Coogan, that like he oh, they wrote absolutely. it with him in mind. Oh, I think so. to oh, play no. this part. No, I think he had a hand. I don't. I don't know that he was billed as the writer, but uh, I think he he had a hand in its creation. Yeah. I mean, this is totally like his style of humor. It's, it's, yeah, it I'd absolutely be is. surprised if not, because who else? Do you get to do this role? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's really good. Well, we'll find out when we get to our recap. Right, right. But yeah, Elizabeth Shue. Um, everybody knows Elizabeth Shue, right? Karate yeah, Kid. Karate Kid, Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, there you go. Hollow Man. Those are, oh my God, Hollow Man. Yeah. Where she gets raped by an invisible man. She doesn't. Is that not it's, her? No, it's a different a different woman does. Oh, I saw it once. Yeah. You shouldn't have even seen it that many times. No, I shouldn't That movie's have. so bad. It's, 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 um, yeah, and it, it's it, Paul it, Verhoeven, right? Yeah, I think so. And it, it's the movie that, that posits the theory that if you can be, a, you could be a brilliant scientist mm-hmm. and all you have to do is be able to become invisible 
and you instantly become a rapist. All of a sudden, like that's, yeah. That's disgusting. It could have been really thoughtful and about, like, you know, if there's no consequences for what, what do you do, how far would you go? Where, yeah. You know, you're, you're, but they didn't explore it like No, that. I think it they were trying to, but yeah. it just ended up being like a creepy, uh, again, no, the, nar- the narrative was broken on I have that. a love-hate relationship with Paul Verhoeven. They I were showing some Starship. RoboCop. Yeah, RoboCop's good. Uh, they were showing Starship Troopers again over the holidays, and I, I revisited that. And I'm, st- I, I get it. I get what he was going for, uh-huh. but isn't basically his entire career is built on making intentionally bad films. Yeah, well, and, like, and Starship Troopers is definitely supposed to be that homage to like know, propaganda movies. And yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, and I get it. I love the message, and I I, I see it. Um, and the same, I guess you can say the same thing about strip tease. Strip tease. You know, I never saw it. Yeah. Oh, Showgirls. Um, You're talking showgirls. about Showgirls. Not striptease. My yeah. bad. Showgirls. Yeah, Showgirls. Yeah, no, he was he was definitely trying to like tap into that whole uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls yes. kind of thing. But again, when your entire career is making bad movies, it doesn't matter <laughs> that there's a joke behind it or that you'd satire. You're still making bad movies my, for a living. My issue Couldn't is the guy who makes like some hyper violent movies like Robocop and Total Recall mm-hmm. is the guy that we got to make the movie about Elizabeth Berkeley stripping in Vegas. I know. Like that was just that was yeah, odd. It's a bit of a disconnect there. But Elizabeth Shue, yeah, hands down one of the highlights of the movie. Uh, and and really turns in a a little sweet role. Mm-hmm. I, I, my favorite parts of her are at the end when the play is going on and she's watching it and she's one of the she's few laughing. people she's in the like, audience. Who, everyone's quiet and she gets ah! it. <laughs> exactly. The uh, the the stop smoking pot, or at least not that much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, okay. So no, I I totally dig I dig her character. I dig the um the moment where he had her come in and talk in class. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows. And nobody knows anything about her except for Rand and the the other girl. Uh, what's her uh, name? What's her uh, name? Epiphany. Uh, Epiphany, thank yeah. you, yes. And and Rand, this is after Rand has had his falling <laughs> out with Dana, and so he's like, I'm here for her. I'm here for her. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so the and, and so finally, like, one of the questions she gets, she's like, okay, you, and it's Epiphany, and she's like, how do you get your makeup to look so pretty? Uh-huh. <laughs> Or something like that. It's along those lines, uh, and it's it's goofy stuff like that. Like you know, you've you've got this. You layering this goofy stuff, this outlandish stuff on top of it. Like, because who would have predicted that Elizabeth Shue somehow shows up right in in this show? And also, you know, what what purpose does that ultimately serve at the end? Yeah. Other than the fact that okay, so Dana's found that 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 kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool, I guess. But you're right. Kind of, un- he needed a love, a love interest, I guess, because uh-huh. he needed somebody to root for it in the end. But yeah. yeah, it didn't have to be her, and it didn't have to be as much about her. I do love that they do get together at the end. Yes, and that uh, that open mouth, just all tongue. It's not even a French kiss. That, they just lick each other's tongues. Basically, that ending is so like slapped together. Oh, I mean, oh, dude, yeah. they're in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You could tell like they are guerrilla style holding traffic mm-hmm. re- as as quickly as they can because the moment they're off screen, like people are hitting the road. <laughs> And like, there's a cabbie that's honking and waiting to turn. Uh Uh, But she comes in, and he's like, you know, I want to preserve the cast. And she's like, that's right, I'm his girlfriend, and I can't even be in the show. Mm -hmm. And then they turn and like, yeah, they do like to start (laughs) licking each other. I she gained so many points for me (laughs) just because of that. Uh, How about Oscar award winning writer Nate Faxon showing up in the middle of this show? Oh, when when was that? The the, like Kinko's guy. Oh, yes. Thank you. Wait, is he an Oscar award? <laughs> yeah, they, well, he won for The Descendants. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and then he so shows funny. up at the play. He's yes. The, and he's still fucking state smoking. Yeah. Enjoy yeah when the, the lights go down. <laughs> he has another moment in there, too, when they're watching the play. 
Oh what yeah. What does he say? I can't uh, remember. I can't. I can't oh, remember. Shit. I can't remember what. Well, way it was. to go, Joel. Just bring it up. And no, it, but it, it, he's. It you know, you've got these familiar faces. Uh, yeah, what, what's her name from Fucking Parks and Rec? Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler shows up. Cricket Feldstein. Uh, who, somebody else too. Is there somebody? I, I can't. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't no, remember. I guess you're right. I guess I that's it. It's. It's. I mean, we've gone over it a few times. It's a sweet movie. There's there's um there's a lot of sweetness in it and I I love where they go and ultimately you know my for me that movie is just like a, it's a, it's a sprint to the finish line mm-hmm. and that reward is getting to watch the, the show. show. It's like it's like any one of the Muppet movies where uh-huh. they're trying to put on a show yes. and you're rooting for them and you're just watching you know, there's adversity the entire way they're getting shut down and then the ACLU shows up in the form of Amy Poehler and she's right. protecting uh, the show must go on. Um, oh my god! I love uh, what is it when they first start the show and the girl's doing like her like she's talking about the arts. This is the final performance of da 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 da. And some dude in the audience is like, "Shut up, whore!" And like the wrestling, t- they got the wrestling yeah, team yeah, yeah, from the yeah. high school to bounce for them at the show. <laughs> Pull These guys out. all come out and they pick this dude up and just carry him <laughs> yeah. out. It's it makes you feel good when you're watching. Yeah, it's, yeah. It fills you with like the good feels, and it makes you want to create something. At least for me, no, it, obviously, it, it made me want to create it. It led to me doing like the Killing Joke on stage and, and and writing shows again. Going, man, I could do this. Those songs aren't half bad either. No. I mean, it's what you would expect from like a, a high school play. Um, uh-huh. But uh, there's some clever lines in there. Yeah, and uh, this movie to me coined the phrase uh, "being raped in the face." Raped in the face. <laughs> I um. I have to admit, I I got teared up. I, every time I watch this movie, I tear up uh, when they do the somebody someone saved my life tonight. Right, and he's going through and and okay, and so this is what yeah 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 you know everybody makes fun of this whole thing about Hamlet too, and they they kind of come down on him. They're like, but Hamlet was a tragedy, and it's a great play. You know, you're kind of de- defeating all of that yeah. when you go back and you're just trying to like you yeah, know and, declawing and, the kitty. And he says Steve Coogan has this really poignant line. Uh, that always resonates with me. He's like, I just don't understand why every, <laughs> you know, why has everybody to has to die. Yeah, and you know, I sit there and I analyze that, and I'm like, oh my god, like this guy is the, a survivor of like deep trauma. Yeah, obviously, and this is how he has processed it. Yeah, and it's it's all about forgiveness and redemption, mm-hmm. happy endings. Uh huh. And I think not man, in the- what? <laughs> yeah, not in, no, I got not in the Korean uh, <laughs> five dollar sort yeah. of way. Yes. Uh, but but how sweet, you know, to to want to go through and and express yourself in the form of Hamlet, being able to correct everything that went wrong. Yeah. You know that you know the the importance of therapy, and luckily we didn't have to see some some of that stuff. But to actually go back and you know and and fix things, stop his mother before drinking the poison. <laughs> you know, actually, you know. Engage in some kind of peaceful talk mm-hmm. with Laertes instead of killing, you know, instead of them killing each other. Uh, actually, having uh, a, a finding of, what's the name, Ophelia, Ophelia, and and in helping her and then proposing to her mm-hmm. that you know we have all this and then it leads into the father, you know, apologizing on this big video screen in the yep. background is his father. I'm sorry, son, mm-hmm. and father, I forgive you. Yeah. and like I kind of get filled with the. I get filled with the. Even you telling me again, I'm yes. kind of getting chills here. Uh, I, I think that it's it's beautiful. Yeah, and when I look at it in that respect, I'm like, this is this is something that's really brilliant, and it's mm-hmm. it's so wonderful, and and it, it makes me wonder, like what we were talking about earlier, leading up to this, you know, is this the kind of thing that I would have stuck with? If it wasn't wrapped up in the goofball, you know, comedy that led up to this moment, 
Because even at this point, you still get some funny shit where, you know, the play's over, Steve Coogan as Jesus is lowered down, yeah. and he's like, I've, I'm sorry, Dad, Father, I, I forgive you, Father. Right. He's like, I forgive you, Father. And then he's lowered down, and this dude from the New York Times shows up, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm so-and-so with the New York Times. I was really moved with your play. Uh, in fact, I really love the part where Hamlet forgives his father. Yeah. And he's like, well, what about when I forgave my father? I know, I know. <laughs> it's still it's so, ever searching for redemption. It, well, searching for redemption, but it was also... At that moment, like you got the laugh at just the right moment yeah. because it kind of it let the oxygen back into yep. the room. Perfect timing. Uh, I, I, so so yeah, it sounds like you kind of you're sitting I, at the same place. I, I love this movie. I loved it when I saw it, and I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it in, uh, when it came out on video. No, wait, no, I did see it in theaters. My I bad. Saw it in sorry, the sorry, theater. sorry. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that earlier. Um, loved it then. Uh, appreciated it even more upon actually. This is the third time I'd seen it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you, we're talking about all the Hamlet stuff, but yeah, we kind of glossed over the fact that it's all juxtaposed with with Jesus as well. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So there's the there's the, the sexy Jesus the parallels, song. and then they have the song with sexy <laughs> uh, Joe. I was this close that following Halloween to being sexy Jesus <laughs> for Halloween, which is basically just like a long wig, uh, a, a wife beater, a wife beater, and some, and some jeans. jeans. Yes. Uh, it would have been a really deep cut. Nobody would have gotten it, and uh, if my, I would have gotten. My it. parents would have seen that on Facebook. It would have been its own. <laughs> So um, no sexy Jesus for me. I, I actually have like but a little uh, a little bobblehead of, of sexy, sexy Jesus. Jesus. Nice. When they when they released the movie, they like gave all the radio stations like a bunch of swag. I have a bobblehead of uh, Buddy Jesus from Dogma. Nice. The aforementioned Kevin Buddy Smith. Buddy Christ. Buddy Christ. No, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> Uh, actually, that song. Speaking of uh, "Rock Me, Sexy Jesus," uh, nominated for best song. I, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For wasn't it an Oscar? It was an Oscar. No, yeah. but uh, it, it got It'd a nomination. Like Golden Globes. Must or have been must something. Have been. Yeah, but, but kind of recognized. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, Not really. What did? <laughs> it's the one piece of trivia I <laughs> did, had here. Did you, do you have any other notes on this? I don't really. I kind of feel like funny. whenever we go into these movies and we really like them, I know we kind of run short on criticism. Uh, it, it's tough to criticize. Uh, I would say if you're um, if you're not into dark comedies, and I don't know, it's not really a dark comedy, but there's just some really edgy comedy. Here. Again, a lot a of the dude, jokes it come takes, from. It takes a special kind of audience, I think, to yes. be able to like roll with yeah. molestation humor. That like that, that basically, <laughs> you know, this guy was. I mean, not not that you're watching him and like no, making fun of it, but again, if the but, phrase "raped in the face" offends yes, you, then yes. uh, I apologize uh-huh. and don't see this movie. Right, but uh, no, it's, uh, it's so funny. And, and j- Several times, like I just laughed out loud, guffawed, mm-hmm. yes, uh, if you will. Um, it's effective in that respect, and mm-hmm. I guess my only major criticism, uh, I have to go back to the fact that I feel like tonally, like the narrative didn't quite know what it wanted to be no. throughout the t- throughout the course of the movie because you open it up with like all like the the little clips and the actor. And you even have like kind of the clerks thing where you've got the different chapter headings yes. for each section. My favorite is chapter four, Hope is a Demon Bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so then you finally get to the end and he does the show. Uh-huh. And then it's totally like this, we've opened up the show on Broadway. And then like ABC's, uh, uh, what's, it, what, what's the song? Uh, the Look of Love. That's the look. Oh, that's the look. You said ABC's. I'm thinking of the news, uh, the channel. The oh, TV no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah the, the ABC's, yeah. Um, uh, and so it didn't quite feel like that ending didn't, eh, I, you know, and, I, I and it's it. a really, it's a really nitpicky criticism, I, but it felt like it, there were three different, there were three different statements trying to be made. Like narratively speaking, there were three different voices speaking throughout the course of this movie. There was the opening and yeah. goofy and ah, and then there's the raped in the face. You know, these are the problems yes. I had with my father. Then there's the rock me sexy Jesus look of love. Ending to it. I don't know. It all worked for me. Yeah, I because it, 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 it was all in that same world, that that same uh, hyper real world, um, uh-huh. where a character like <laughs> this, who is so 
I mean, you said he's not he's not stupid, he's not dumb, but yeah. if this character existed in the real world, he'd be mentally challenged. Like, <laughs> you he wouldn't can't be able to hold right down now, a job. But I'm having a herpes outbreak. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, those <laughs> fake commercials that they introduce him within the Apparently there was more. Like there's oh, really? more on like the cutting room flay. They, they're uh, part of the deleted scenes. There were more of them. Oh, I gotta see him. Yeah. Uh, I should let you borrow the DVD. That's I've owned this movie for a long time. I only watch HD. They don't make it in HD. I rent I you know what? This is this I'm starting a new trend here is in twenty fifteen. I'm only paying for movies. Um, but I, I did. I rented this one to, yeah. to watch it in on HD. HD. Yeah, I don't think they've released it on disc. Then I don't think it's on a Blu-ray you're, disc. You're probably right. Uh, which is upsetting to me because I would love to have this yes. in my dev. I agree. Uh, I, I I have a feeling that the uh, the Tucson Tourism Bureau. Oh my God, is not going to want to have anything Tucson. to do with this movie because and right off the bat too, it is like the the narration the is saying where, something. The place where dreams, dreams go, go to, to die. die, and then they show the Welcome to Tucson sign, and, and so, then even at the end, yeah, they take one more pot. No matter shot where them, you go, at least you're not. at least you're not in Tucson. <laughs> yes. Like what did Tucson? Do I do? don't know. I think some that's, writer that has to be the writer. Yeah, the, whatever writer had to be like fuck Tucson. For the record, I kind of like Tucson. I've been there too. I don't think. I've ever been a little sleepy town. <laughs> what did uh, hot what did, as fuck though? What did Hamlet two do right? Uh, Steve Coogan is the the standout star. He's a guy whose name I, I I didn't know him by name before seeing this, and then after this, I've I've kind of somewhat followed his career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as you can follow his career, it's, he's he's not out there. Like he's it's not like he does a whole lot. He's, he's a great character actor. Yes. and when he and when he has a lead role, it's usually in a little small film like this, or, right? Or the trip, or which I, or, or the, the trip, trip too. too. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, but I I love that guy. He's so <laughs> just. Like him not saying anything at he's all. Also the, the he's also he's uh, also uh, Hades in um, the first Percy Jackson movie. Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh God, it's it's is, kind of amazing. Like is he's, it a funny role? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's like he's like this. Um, <laughs> he he's like this Mick Jagger style like rock star looking guy, but he's he's <laughs> nice. actually Hades. No, that that's right. I totally forgot that Steve Coogan plays the devil in that. Um, okay, so what is what is Hamlet to do wrong? Gosh. I'm. I don't know. I can't think of anything that it did wrong. Yeah. Um. Wh- what did it miss for me? Uh. Yeah, okay. And this is just a personal preference, but Kathleen Keener, who plays the, the the wife, and I know she's supposed to be you know kind of deplorable, and you're somewhat rooting against her. Uh, she, but she plays bitch so well. Uh huh. She's so mean to him and yes, openly laughing at him and mocking him in public and in front of Gary. Yeah. Um. I love when she's when they're at dinner hair. and she's like, "My husband." The fuck was I thinking? Exactly, and just like <laughs>, laughs maniacally. Um, I like her when she's sweeter. Like forty year old virgin is a good example. Yeah. where she's kind of a she's she's edgy, but, that, but that's but not her character here. That's that's not the character of Brie. So maybe she was successful in the sense that I I, I didn't like her, but I, I didn't like watching her. in my least favorite scenes or most uncomfortable scenes were the ones between the two of them. Yeah. I feel you on you that. You just want him to. You just want him to win and have a good life, right? But his play on, and, but but everything's up against him. Yeah. Uh, wh- I thought you. Hamlet too. Uh, I felt like there was such a wonderful balance. Now I, I know despite what I said about like there being kind of a different narrative voice with the way the movie opens and then kind of the flow of it. That said, though, I felt like there was a really excellent balance in the writing, and not n- meaning I think that they did an excellent job writing. For film, mm-hmm. like they 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 conveyed this story through a film, but then it also it's it's a different kind of writing to write something for the stage and then to translate that into a movie. Yes, you know, like so, I was really impressed with the way that they did that. I could imagine while sitting there, I could imagine sitting in a seat in that theater watching this play happen. 
so I was really impressed with that. I think that's just from a theater geek standpoint. No, interesting. I thought they I did a that. they did a great job with you know kind of replicating that feel of doing a show on the fly. Uh, and of course, yes, Steve Coogan's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> you know, I honestly kind of feel like in this situation, if you didn't have Steve Coogan, this movie would no, have worked. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. There's no. I keep thinking of the one shot. One of the subtitles is uh, the creative process, which is my favorite black, moment. Black screen, white text, creative oh. process. Then we cut to him with the most befuddled look, just sitting in front of a typewriter, <laughs> with his staring off into space. He says? Yeah, it says writing is hard. Writing is so hard. <laughs> but the is. best is the next cut where he's sitting there and there's the cat on the printer. Yeah, and he just looks over and he's like. What the, the fuck, fuck is you? your problem, man? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, it's like that whole sequence I completely identify with. I'm like, yeah. this is so like I somebody has looked into the soul of a writer uh-huh. and totally understands yep. how hard this is. Uh, what I thought the movie did wrong, uh, just I guess gonna go back and just the ending felt kind of like slapped. Like, yeah, like we just kind of need to end this real fast. But that's how a movie like this should end. I early. And, and I don't disagree with okay. you, but at the same time, I kind of wanted. A little bit more. I wanted something more clever. I wanted, well, maybe a little more clever. Maybe just, maybe a smidge more redemption for the Dana character. Mm. I wanted to see something. A How little more, bit more could redemptive. he be redeemed? See, and he that's, gets the and girl. That's he, he gets, he the gets the Elizabeth show. show on he Broadway. gets the girl. But I kind of want Brie to see that happen. Uh, I want the satisfaction of seeing her regret what she did to that guy. Um, that's all, and it's really minor. Like I said, you know, yeah. I had to really fish. For for you know stuff to criticize this movie, but yeah. it's not a perfect movie. Uh, you know, you could point fingers at like a lot of the extras, the kids that are in the cast. Yeah, some of them aren't very good. No, but at the same time, they do a serviceable job. Mm-hmm. You know, they're fine. The kid uh, who plays Hamlet too, um, who is one of these little Octavio. Characters. Octavio, I've seen him a lot, and uh, he's he's got some like State Farm commercials. Yes, um, uh, several episodes of SVU. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's kind of a token Mexican, or at least gets cast as that role a yeah. few times, but uh, it's really good here. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I love the interaction that he and Steve, because yeah, Steve no. is just so yeah, no. naive. <laughs> Steve is so naive. Steve Coogan. Dana. Dana is so uh, Haywood. naive. Yeah. <laughs> Haywood, you blow me is the name that he, he, he even like up to the point where he goes to the house and he's like, who's Haywood? Who's Haywood? Your yeah. son. Haywood, you blow me. I just now got that. <laughs> yeah, that but he does that move like he's he's ever so close to getting his ass kicked and doesn't realize it. Right. The moment he like grabs the, the hat off of the, the back of his head and yes. he's like, this guy is going to, you're watching, thinking, you're waiting for that moment where uh-huh. uh, these these thugs are just going to. And that's what I, lo- I love about this movie is the fact that like, you know, you've got the epiphany character who's, who's like, I've been praying to have yes. more tolerance for minorities. But I still get so I nervous still around them. I get so nervous around them. Like it's like she says such a horrible Shit, yeah. but then ultimately, like all these kids are really good kids. Yeah. Well, you then know? she ends up hooking up with the Mexican kid at the end. Oh so. hell yeah! She everybody learned something. I'll tell you, know? you why Vato. Yep, she yeah, I know. Making out with him in the back. Um, if we were to remake this movie, mm. uh, how would we go ahead and do that? Well, uh, I'm going to do something where I'm going to start with a director first. Uh-huh. Usually save that to the end, but the director has so much influence over my cast. Gotcha. That I can't reverse it. Please. Uh, so just, knowing that, do you want nope, me to go first? No, yeah, just keep on, just go it and keep. Don't keep it on. All right, all right, all right. My director for this film, because again, you need somebody who can work well with kids, get a get a performance. And I'm saying kids, but you know, these are these are high school kids, uh, but knows how to work with 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 teenagers, um, knows comedy, uh-huh. uh, but and also knows how to direct and, and create a world that's a little surreal, mm-hmm. a little hyper real. Yeah, uh, and uh, also a, a Oscar nominee director this year, Wes Anderson. 
for the okay. Budapest. I could totally Budapest, see this. Great I Budapest, could, right? The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, if you just yeah. Wes Andersonize it. Yes. You uh, have a lot of long tracking shots. You honestly don't have to go too far. No. To Wes Anderson. It's pretty this movie close. Out. Yeah. So if we're going to do that, of course, Wes Anderson. Oh, I Anderson can't wait. I can't wait. A lot of the same players. Uh, so I, I just did the top uh, five or six. Um, you mentioned the one student. What was the student's name? The the in the closet. Rand. Yeah, Rand, the gay student. Um, again, I know this guy's way old, but Jason Schwartzman nice. could have played that role uh-huh. as the student. I mean, not too far from the not too far from the character he played in Rushmore. In Rushmore, exactly. Uh, the principal, who we haven't talked. Which there's a movie right there where like Jason Schwartzman's character is like adapting stuff for the stage. That's oh my gosh! Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, he's done it already. Good call. Uh-huh. Uh, the principal in this movie. Uh, the dude from Total Recall, he Quato. Is. He yeah. was the dude who had Quato in his belly. He's the closest thing to a uh, to the, a nemesis in this movie, I guess, yeah. aside from the wife. But he's the one trying to get the place oh, shut down. Oh, absolutely, and trying to, he t- takes the funding away from the drama. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put Willem Dafoe in that role, <laughs> straight um, from Speed Two. Exactly, exactly. Once again, the Willem Dafoe character, uh, the David Arquette character, Gary, who uh-huh. ends up impregnating uh, Steve Coogan's wife, runs away with her. Owen Wilson. Also kind of an absent-minded look. That's good. Um, now, here's where I'm going to have to skew a little older if okay. we're going to stay in the Wes Anderson world. Because uh, the Catherine Keener character, while middle-aged, isn't quite as old as Angelica Houston is. And yet, I'm still going to put Angelica Houston in that oh, role. I got you. Uh, she will be replaced by um, the Elizabeth Shue character. Okay, so in this world uh, where Elizabeth Shue is an actual person, I'm going to do the same thing with Kate Blanchett. But okay. it kind of has to be an alternate world where Kate Blanchett doesn't have quite the career that she does. Right. But she's the one who... no uh, one would ever buy, like, yeah. oh, I just quit acting. You mean and Oscar award-winning yeah. Kate Blanchett from last year? Uh, but I like pairing her up with, um, of, course, of course, Bill Murray is going to play the Steve Coogan character. Yeah. The title role. Oh, not the title nice. role. Uh, so Bill Murray uh, leaves Angelica Houston for Kate Blanchett. Love it. There you go. That's, all That's I got. it. That's what you got. Uh, okay. I think so, yeah. Uh, all right. So it, my director didn't really dictate... Uh, the talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like my director would be able to handle this kind of uh, material pretty well. I went with Easy A's Will Gluck. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I love that movie. Uh-huh. Oh, a, I do too. It's really smart. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's, it, in fact, it was one of those movies that I wasn't sure I wanted to give it a shot. I waited until it was like out on video and then finally watched it. I was like, why did I wait so fucking long? Which is describing my Pitch Perfect experience. Uh-huh. And what is with... I don't want to say movies for kids, but but these kind of tweeny movies nowadays are so good. They're really good. We just mentioned two right now. I'm, They're really good. We, I went and saw I Mean Girls with uh, Mean Girls with is another one that's week. fantastic. Uh-huh. I know. Um, where were these movies when we were? They teenagers? weren't. Be, you know why? We had fucking because, John Hughes because dudes were writing teen comedies back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now you've got Tina strong Fey. comedic women writing and producing really good comedies. I mean, you got oh, what's her name too, yeah. for Pitch Perfect? It's uh, yeah, uh, uh, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Yeah. And if not for her, that movie would have never been made. And mm-hmm. thank God, because it's it's fucking wonderful. She's directing the sequel, I think, Yes, she right? is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she is. I know. Um, all right, so uh, Will Gluck, Easy A's Will Gluck directing. Nice. So moving, I'm just going to go from the bottom up. Okay. Cricket Feldstein, the uh, the, <laughs> uh, the the lawyer character, yep. uh, will be played by Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Chelsea Peretti. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Gary character, the- um, I love her. The, the, the the roommate mm-hmm. played by John Favreau. Oh, interesting. John Favreau saying nothing, just kind of <laughs> playing it quiet the whole time, which I would kind of love to see. Nice. Uh, the character of Bree Marge, uh, Mar- played by Madeline Stowe. Oh, okay, interesting. I uh-huh. could, oh, I could see that. Because uh, I, I kind of skewed this a little older with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But Madeline Stowe, I think that she can be funny if she needs to be, but she's also definitely a dramatic Twelve actress. Monkeys? Was she in Twelve that? Monkeys? That was yeah. her, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, the Elizabeth Shue character? Yeah. Instead, it would be Demi Moore. Oh, that's a great idea. Right. That's perfect. I was that desperate too. Try, trying to find a, an actress that we haven't seen much from. You, and you know, I, I went, uh, before I went the whole Wes Anderson round, I was going to do Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson would have been fantastic. that was the closest thing. That's somebody who yeah. everybody who's our age knows her. Right. Uh, but yeah, oh, yeah, Demi Moore. That's perfect Demi too. Demi Moore would have been good. Huge career and it's uh-huh. kind of. Uh, and then finally, Dana Marge. Marge. Played by Brian Cranston. Oh yes! Oh my God! Uh, you know, reprising you've, a Breaking you've, Bad uh, role. Kind well, of. yeah, exactly. A, a teacher who's yeah. kind of at the end of his uh-huh. rope. Uh, but also, you know, you throw a little bit of that Malcolm in the middle. Yes, and so he's kind of goofy and stuff. Too. He doesn't do comedy enough anymore. Uh, he definitely does. He just doesn't do it in t- no. In like no, you're right. You stuff. see him do but he does his shit bits. On the side. His funny or die bits fucking are hilarious. so good. Yes, you know his his SNL stuff. is yes. so fucking good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Brian so Cranston. there you go. If you've got any ideas on how you would recast Hamlet too. Uh, or if you have any thoughts about what we've had to say about the movie, if you have any criticisms that we glossed over, let us know about it on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, put the editing bay in your search bar, find the girl with the bleeding eyes. That is us. We would love to hear from you and your ideas and thoughts. Uh, we also have a webpage where you could find us, right, Joe? We do. It's called editingbay.com. I'm not going to bother going through the rigmarole. We're just going to call it what it is. Uh, we've got uh, links to all of our episodes there, a little bit of info about uh, the show and, and and our stars, if you can call us stars. Stars. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, sure. It's our world. I could say whatever the fuck I want. We're the stars of the podcast. Um, so yeah, editingbay.com. Check that out. You can also follow us on Twitter at the editing bay. That's at the editing bay on Twitter. And not the editing bay. No, on... I know. It's very confusing. Listen, guys, <sighs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> uh all right. So God, what else? If you get us on iTunes. Go ahead and give us a little review. If you mm. download us on there, uh, a review, a, a five-star rating would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, please make sure you subscribe, because if you are a subscriber, you get our episodes immediately the day that they are loaded, yep. and uh, you don't have to wait that like 12-hour period before you can take a listen. Agonizing 12 hours. Exactly. And all it's one click. Mm-hmm. It's, all, all, it's just one click on your phone, and you've got us there uh, ready to be listened to. Um, Next week? Yeah, next week, uh, what are we going to do? Well, uh, I kind of called an audible at the last minute. I uh, had a couple of options. This is a, uh, a listener pick that's been on the list for, gosh, over a year now. Uh-huh. It was also one of my picks as well, so it works out. It's a little self-serving. Um, w- I'd be curious to see what our reactions are to this movie. This 25-year-old movie, more than that, came out in the 80s. Huh. The, the only movie, right, can we say, that Weird Al Yankovic starred in? Yeah. 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 UHF. I mean, he's appeared in other movies, but yeah, he hasn't starred in much. Yeah, but I, and this is like at the height of his popularity, too. Yes, Um, it was. And I remember hearing that he was going to come out with a movie and uh, couldn't wait to see the irreverence that was UHF. So next week, UHF. (laughs) You get to drink from the fire hose. (laughs) This is my favorite moment. You are so stupid. (laughs) We love fish. Uh, All right, guys. So we've got UHF next week. I also want to remind you to check out our other shows on the Next Wave Radio Network. Going to run through those really fast. You've got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam. Love it. Jeff also hosts 8 Big Gladiators along with Jay and John. Fantastic. Uh, We haven't done any Quest episodes lately. Still working on Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, oh my so God. it might take a while for us to get something going there. Uh, we've also got a uh, a little show called The Most Valuable Podcast, Tremendous. MVP. We're talking about sports this past week. 
Uh, we talked about uh, the Royal Rumble this I past Sunday's Royal Rumble. Cannot wait to listen to that. Oh yeah, and I don't even like wrestling, but we, I know y'all y'all's love for wrestling on that. Show. We have a good time with yep. it, and uh, we're joined by Luke Hawkins, who you heard oh. on our variants episode. Nice. He joins us for that, and of course, we are uh, your editing bay show. And on this channel, you can also catch Jeff and I. On Afternoon Delight. Uh, this week, yeah. we are talking about a little movie called American Sniper. Uh-huh. Uh, next week, <laughs> a movie that's maybe not so good. <laughs> so uh... make, sure you, make sure you listen in for that. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Jeff, as always, thank you so much thank for you, uh, taking the time out and uh, recording us. Joel, always a pleasure. Yes. Um, Agreed. We have been the Editing Bay. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.